Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. It's Easter Monday, and welcome to the Presence Podcast, episode number 92. I'm Rick, and it's good to be back with you today after a little break from the pod yesterday. Actually, I'm kidding. I did write yesterday's Screw Tapes Easter voicemail, but it wasn't my voice in the recording. That was my son, T, the one who was in Mary Poppins. Uh, go back uh, 20, 24 or so episodes, and you'll hear about that. And who, I think, has a future as a voice actor. In the recording yesterday, he sounds much like I imagined Screwtape would sound. Today was another vacation day for me, which was good, because I didn't have to get up and deal with the two inches or so of snow, which fell overnight. I slept in, which is one of my favorite things to do, but not so late to miss seeing the snow before it vanished. I was on the go today running errands with both of my children, but I did keep my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God. So hop on over, that was an Easter Monday joke for those keeping track, and relax in the pile of Easter basket grass. Not the terrible plastic stuff, but the new eco-friendly paper grass. And munch on a juicy cream egg, a.k.a caloric bomb. And I'll tell you all about my experience of God today. I didn't have a single GPM, God Presence moment, like I do most days. Rather, I noticed a theme in a number of things I read and heard. I think there's a message in it, and my sharing with you is the GPM for today. The theme unfolded today in five parts. Part one, yesterday's gospel that I heard in Mass, was from John. It's the one where Peter and the other disciple race to the tomb along with Mary Magdalene. The part read in Mass ended with the sense of confusion in those who didn't understand what had happened. And the quote in the Gospel says, For they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. Part 2. Today's Gospel for Mass was from Matthew, and it takes place as the ones who went to the tomb left quickly with fear and great joy. The scripture continues, quote, Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Part 3 A long read type of article caught my attention this morning. It was from the New York Times Magazine, and it's entitled, Gun Culture is My Culture, and I Fear for What It Has Become, by David Joy. It is well worth reading, and I'll link to it on my Facebook page for the podcast. Besides having fear in the title, the author speaks candidly about the fear of harm that he's felt from a young age when he was robbed with a gun to his head. Although he owns guns for hunting, a favorite pastime of his, he is honest about how fearful he is when he goes out of the house and how carrying his gun helps him to deal with his fear. He ends the thoughtful article with this remarkable paragraph, which I'll read in its entirety. When Ashley, his girlfriend, and I left the store, we headed toward the Levi's outlet where she planned to buy a new pair of jeans. The walkway narrowed and the sidewalks were filled with people and noise. Even though I knew the risk was remote, my mind raced with all those questions of what I'd do if someone suddenly opened fire. As we walked, I could feel the pistol holstered on my side, the weight of my gun tugging at my belt. The fear was lessened by knowing that there was a round chambered, that all it would take is the downward push of a safety and the short pull of a trigger for that bullet to breathe. 
I felt safer knowing that gun was there. Part 4 I finished listening to an engaging podcast by Vox Media. Again, I'll link to it on my page. The conversation was with Jennifer Carlson, who authored the book in 2015, Citizen Protectors, the Everyday Politics of Gun in Guns in an Age of Decline. She talked with people, mainly men, because they buy the most guns, in her home state of Michigan, who applied for concealed carry permits. She found that many of them see the world as a dangerous place, much like David Joy in the New York Times article does, but also see the gun they carry everywhere as giving them the power to protect not only themselves, but to defend others should the need arise. There is much valuable insight Carlson has in the conversation, but a thought near the end has remained with me. She said these gun-carrying men said that they spend time, while in public, thinking about what they would do very specifically where a shooter might enter, angles of firing that the shooter and they would take themselves in aiming and hitting and taking down the shooter, and how to react to save lives. As remote as the reality to need to do this truly is, Carlson found these gun-carrying men to feel excited and engaged in an adventure or a drama within their everyday lives. Part 5 I checked out a new book from my library today by Elaine Tyler, May, Elaine Tyler May, entitled Fortress America, How We Embraced Fear and Abandoned Democracy. I read only the intro so far, and I look forward to reading more of it soon. The sentence which has remained with me uh, since I read it is this one. As large numbers of Americans came to believe that their personal safety was more important than the common good, and that safety could be achieved by living life at a distance from public spaces, a thriving democracy, and a vibrant, healthy society became increasingly untenable. I think what stands out for me the most there is common good, that personal individual safety gained by a gun or a walled community or get-tough-on-crime policies, that all of those are greater than the common good. So, where is God in all of this? The heart of the Easter message, really the core of Christian faith, is that nothing, not death even, can keep us from the love of God. Therefore, the resurrected Jesus' words in today's gospel are what we are called to hold on to. Do not be afraid. Fear or fear not. Wariness or trust. Aggressive defensiveness or active openness death or life, all key questions for us humans, and all clearly answered by the risen tomb, by the empty tomb, excuse me, and the risen Christ. Alleluia. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Which do you think is your primary orientation to the world, fear or faith? How does the resurrection celebrated on Easter connect to where you come down on the fear or faith question? Thanks for listening. Blessings and peace.